Hey everybody, welcome to Divi Chat. This is episode 148. I'm fairly sure that that's what episode number we're on. And uh, today we are gonna be talking about the thrilling subject of privacy policies and terms <laughs> and conditions. And I promise we're not gonna let you fall asleep during this legal chat. So uh, we've got a we've got a full house today. It seems like so. I'm gonna um, we'll start this off. We'll get our our intros, and um, uh, let's start with Tammy. Hello, everyone. I'm Tammy Grant from Sunflower Creatives, the coaching marketplace and brand elemental i am from orlando florida and you can catch me on facebook or twitter at your blog place excellent mr tim yeah first of all uh i'm excited that tammy's here it's been a while since we've had you on tammy so it's it is to nice have to back. have tammy here oh, and uh my name always. is tim streifler and uh, you can find me online at divilife.com which is my divi plugins and child themes and tutorials and, and whatnot uh, timstreifler.com, which is my client services business, and then WP Gears, which is my uh, Divi courses, along with David Blackman, who is not here today. No, he was just at the last minute, he couldn't make it. So, um, and then uh, we have some guests joining us today. They could only afford one camera, unfortunately. So they had to. Because our prices sit. are so low. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just like to cuddle. So this, uh, you guys, this is Hans and Donata from Termageddon, but I'll, I'll let them give their little spiel, their little intro, their names, because I don't know how to pronounce either of their last names. Uh -huh. I know them, but I don't know how to pronounce them, so. You go. Okay, um, so I'm Donata. I'm the president of Termageddon. I'm a data privacy and technology lawyer, um, and I'm the one behind all of our policy questions and texts. Um, I'm also the chair of the International Association of Privacy Professionals Chicago chapter and the newsletter editor of the American Bar Association's uh, e-privacy committee. So I'm, I'm Hans, I'm, I'm like the house husband. I just try to look good and like, you know, try to just stay married to this woman They're for the rest of my life. They're failing so hard. <laughs> and, and they are broadcasting from their spaceship yes yes so so that's good if anything if any warnings come up on the screen we'll be yeah, yeah. this is what powers termageddon actually i don't know if you can see the whole thing yeah. but that's how termageddon is powered so making you feel real secure so. <laughs> it's not, but. all right and i am stephanie hudson from oh did you say your thing you just said well, I was going with house husband, but I could give a little bit more background. <laughs> How um, about you did? You're, you have a I'm good background. Um, yeah, my name is Hans. I'm the vice president of Termageddon. Um, uh, I oversee sales and marketing. Um, I My previous life, I ran a 12-person web agency in downtown Chicago, uh, which I ran for seven years and successfully sold in the beginning of last year to go full-time Termageddon. So, like I said, Hans is legit. So you guys out there, we've got a lot of, in our audience, we've got a lot of freelancers, solopreneurs, small agencies, you know, getting up there and things like that. But that's, I mean, that's goals, right? For most of us, a 12 person agency in a big city too, no less. So anyway, so you guys are gonna be uh, great to have on board today, uh, especially when anything legal comes up because <laughs> I choke on all of that. So, um, and my name is Stephanie Hudson. I am with Focus WP, and you can find me at focuswp.co or um, in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, 
so we have some good little chats in there it's a nice small little family that we we have a good time and um i'm coming from charlotte north carolina we've got all corners of the country represented we've got tammy down in florida tim in california i'm in the i'm in charlotte and then these guys are from chicago chicago coming at you so all right well let's dive in then i know everybody is so excited <laughs> to, talk, to talk about legal forms and requirements I, <laughs> one, one thing i want to say because normally when any time like uh terms and conditions or privacy policies get talked about in like our circles there's always this huge disclaimer like i'm not a lawyer like right. you seek legal advice but it's great having an actual lawyer on here yeah. so yeah. uh we don't have to give that disclaimer i, I think I you still probably give some sort of disclaimer technically like, you yeah. should yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm still gonna say that this is not legal this advice. is not legal advice yeah that you should talk to your own lawyer and like everybody's situation is different so we're gonna totally. talk about like general stuff She'll have yeah. to charge you $600 an hour if it's officially. <laughs> yeah, if anyone calls in, it's it's we're going to bill you for it. Man, yeah. That's like how much my time was worth. <laughs> so, um, okay, Tim, why don't you start it off like we always do. Explain to the people out there who may be unfamiliar with privacy policies and terms and conditions and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, kind of short answer terms and conditions is kind of like the rules of your site and um, privacy policy typically has to do with data that you collect. So I'm going to get real official here and read from Wikipedia, uh, which a privacy policy is a statement or legal document that discloses some or all of the ways a party gathers, uses, discloses, or manages a customer's or client's data. So this is really important for us as web designers, because not only do we all have websites, hopefully. Um, but we're also building websites for clients. And so that's something that uh, clients will need on their websites, uh, privacy policy in terms of conditions. I personally typically combine them to one page. Um, I would love to hear if that's something that's allowed because uh, it I'm, I'm getting from the, the facial expressions that it's not recommended. So. <laughs> Hold it in. Hold it in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited because this is something that I know like next to nothing about. And so hearing some uh, from our guests who, who do know a lot about it and have some tools uh, is definitely valuable um, for myself, but also our, our audience here on Divi Chat. So yeah. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. I think maybe we'll answer your first question then. Can you uh, combine both a terms of service and a privacy policy onto one page? Um, and unfortunately, the answer to that is it's not best practice. Um, so most of the laws will say that your privacy policy needs to be conspicuous. Um, and what that basically means is it needs to stick out in your footer. Um, so you can't really have like a, a thing saying legal because the law will require you to say pr uh, privacy. Um, so gotcha. you do have something that needs to say at least the word privacy on it. Um, so usually you would um, put those two separately on each side. That's good advice. So let's talk for a second <clears throat> about speaking of like best practices and legal and stuff, who, who needs to have a privacy policy? There used to be sort of the vibe or the, general consensus, as far as I understood this a few years back, was that like, if you had an e-commerce site, you were taking credit card numbers, you're selling things, then you really had to lock down all of these elements. But now it's more so if you are, if you have a contact form, things like that, right guys? I mean, what's your, what's the, as far as you guys are concerned, Termageddon? Yeah, so 
now it's um, collecting personal information on your website. So if you're collecting, like, let's say name, email, or phone number on a contact form or newsletter sign up form, that's when you need a privacy policy. Um, so it's not about what you do with that data. It's not about whether you sell it. It's not about whether you share it. It's just about whether or not you collect it. Right. So, and then there's always, uh, okay. So again, all of us are in the US. There are going to be some GDPR peeps out. Sure, there'll be a few mentions. <laughs> listening and things like that. So that adds a whole nother layer. Is that something that for us businesses in the United States, do we need to be concerned about that? You should, if you are um, marketing to people in the European Union, um, if you're selling products to people in the European Union, stuff like that. Um, and by selling, I mean, um, including free products. So you don't actually have to like get paid for that. Um, so if you're targeting people in the European Union and you're located in the US, um, you should be GDPR compliant. Which sounds super fun, doesn't it? <laughs> so, uh, Tammy, what what do you have on your site for privacy right now? What have you done? I do or your have client a sites. I have a privacy policy and a terms and conditions, and I just so happen to have those separated. So oh. feeling pretty good about Gold that. Gold star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, for my clients, I, I do the same thing. I I'll, I just make sure that they. Uh, I tell them to consult their attorney. We do not provide contact. I mean, content for any of those. And for those who don't want to go the attorney route, they do a, a online generator and we use yeah. terms feed. Uh, most of the time, that's what I had been uh, <laughs> directing them to. But now yeah. I want to check out this term again and see what that's all about. I, I got to say really quickly. No, sorry. Go ahead, Hans. Uh, Tammy, for the record, I ran an agency for seven years. I use terms feed many times. I, uh -huh. I have. I, you know, I'm not going to speak poorly about our competitors, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, for sure. Like yeah. I totally, it's awesome that you're even having that dialogue with your clients in the first place. Like that alone is awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I gotta say, I, I actually do have them separated in my footer, hey, Pri privacy hey. policy, terms of condition, separate links, separate pages. So yeah. Can we rewind and see if Tim was kind of typing away there? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's been known to do that. You can see his eyes glaze over. <laughs> no, my hands have been at my sides this whole time. Yeah. I just, like, oh, I did it right by nice. accident. So awesome. Nice. Good. So I have done for, for my site, I've done the, um, the generators and things and man, I just, it's stressful doing it. Cause I don't know what I'm supposed to even say or pick. They're like, do you have this, you know, do you market to people under 13? No, that's the easy one. Other than that, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do that's I need true. GDPR? I don't know. So, um, all of that stuff is, is super overwhelming. And I have been full disclaimer, a term again uh, customer for a while they and it makes it really easy so the difference between and you know of course in Divi chat it's not uh we're not coming to sell stuff to you guys we're helping educate you but the thing that i do love about their product is that it it, it automatically updates as things change that's like to me the kicker and i don't know if any of you have seen all this stuff about the california laws coming out but it seems stressful like i don't I don't know. I don't have a clue about it. And it's like, it seems like it's kind of a big deal. I included it in a meme on our Facebook post today. <laughs> I saw that. I was pretty yeah. proud of, but <laughs> you I guys haven't seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, so, um, 
so go ahead, Hans. Well, um, I thought that was, I think that's good leeway into kind of like my main message is being someone who ran an agency, like what I've realized now being full-time termagadden is like, here's the fundamental shift that all agency owners are going to experience, whether they are still listening to this privacy conversation <laughs> or maybe a few years from now when, when maybe a client gets hit or dinged is right. that privacy laws do not care about where your business is located. They don't, they don't care. Mm. They're out to protect the citizens of that state, country, or continent. And you as an agency have a wonderful opportunity to share with your clients, hey, I'm building you a contact form. I'm helping you collect something what's called personal information. A name, email address, and phone number are examples of personal information. I'm not an attorney, but I do think you should consider getting a privacy law because everything I'm seeing in my world, everyone's talking about it and it seems like it's a really big deal. And for you guys that are listening, what, what I want web agencies to realize is it's just not California and, GD, and GDPR. Uh, first off, there's many more privacy laws out there, but the big thing is that about nine states are proposing their own privacy laws um, some of them are going to enable their citizens to sue businesses located anywhere in the U.S. of any size. They could sue any size business for having simply a contact form um, without a privacy policy. And like that's the message we're trying to get out is like, you know, okay, with California Consumer Privacy Act, maybe you don't meet the certain requirements. Because for CCPA compliance, you have to have certain things about your business like, like do you make $25 million in revenue or do you process the data 50,000 users or 50 thousand users California. Um, for California. Yeah. yeah. But like there's states like New York that don't care about any of that. And they're also proposing private right of action. I um, mean, consumers can sue. So we're in this wonderful time period where we can proactively go out and tell our clients like, Hey, here's what's coming. I think you should look into getting protected and clients will reply. Thank you for looking out for me. Um, and yeah, I'm going to look for a solution. And Hopefully that's a privacy attorney. Um, if they have the funds to have a privacy attorney not only generate a privacy policy, but monitor the laws and keep it up to date, if they can afford that, awesome. Um, if they can't, I would hope they would consider a program like Termageddon, uh, where we automatically update client policies. Um, yeah. So yeah. One thing that's I my say. big spiel. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> and I'm out. Mic drop. Done. <laughs> Um, one thing I want to say, and, and I don't disagree with you by any means, but just kind of playing devil's advocate here in terms of different countries. So like if every country can have their own laws and like, as you mentioned, it doesn't matter where the company's located, it matters where the citizens are located, but like would a country that has some weird obscure law, like have any jurisdiction to come after me legally because I didn't follow like as a company, their exact, you know, privacy laws, for example, like how does okay. that work? I read a case about this pretty recently. Um, so this woman, and it wasn't uh, privacy policy related, but I think it's definitely shows how something like this can happen. Um, so this lady was scammed online about something or other, and these scammers were located in another country. Like they looked up their IP address, they were located in another country than she was located in. Turns out that the scammers, when they purchased a hosting package, from a particular hosting provider agreed to resolve disputes with that hosting provider in the country where that woman was located. So because they agreed to benefit from a contract in that particular country, they could get sued in that country as well. So it could be something as small as your contract with the hosting provider says that you are willing to resolve disputes in France. And now all of a sudden you can be brought into a lawsuit in France. Um, so it does happen. Yeah. 
definitely. And I think like what we're, I think it's important to also know that we're at, even though there's been privacy laws that have existed for 20 years ish, um, you know, now it is obviously becoming a bigger and bigger discussion. And, um, and I think what we're going to see is like, we're going to start to see like legislation with regard to ha what happens in that type of scenario with regard to cross country non-compliance. Um, and it's through treaties mostly, I think that okay. it's going to happen or through other contracts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the issue too is like, if you're located in the US, I mean, we have, so far we have Nevada, Delaware and California that have their own privacy laws Washington just reintroduced theirs. Um, they introduced a privacy bill and it's one of the top legislative priorities for the year, um, which means that it's most likely that it's going to pass. So even if you're not, even if you're located in the US, it's something that's coming to the US as well. And I think that's important to remember. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big concerns too for US businesses is that, you know, a lot, many businesses get inquiries from across state lines. Yeah. So they not only need a privacy policy, they need a strategy to be aware of new privacy laws and, and keeping their policies up to date to ensure they're providing compliance with that respective state from where they're getting inquiries. Yeah. Privacy yeah. in general is just such a hot button word right now. Everybody yeah. is so concerned. I mean, privacy is a real issue. We've all got, you know, big brother speakers in our homes and in our, on our phones and our computers and everything, you know. So I think people are a little more tuned in to that as an issue in general. But then when you start talking about the fact that people can actually bring legal action and sue, you know, even just like, let's not even talk about GDPR. We are in the country where people sue McDonald's for their coffee being hot. Like, let's not, you know, I mean, like, let's cover our, you know, what's and let's make sure that we're legal. And then I don't know, I think too, like the, the opportunity to bring this kind of level of, of full service to your clients, I think is so awesome too. Like if you want to be a code monkey and just go code and stuff like that, that's one thing. But a lot of us are striving to build a business and build relationships with people and show our expertise and stuff. So if you can come at them with something that is, I'm, you know, unless you're building lawyer sites <laughs> it's probably not going to be something that they your clients really understand or know what to do yeah <laughs> and even the lawyers if it's not there if they're a divorce lawyer i don't know maybe they don't know it either and we and actually you, yeah law firms are our second biggest yeah. client base uh we have and, so many lawyers that use our program yeah and it's a sound cool. every time it happens i'm like what so are you doing many. But, yeah. uh, and I've actually called a few. I'm like, why did you sign up for our services? Because we work in separate areas. So like, I'm like yeah. ignorant, like, you know, just agency owner. Like, I'm like, I call them. Like, hey, why'd you sign up? They're like, I'm a divorce attorney. Like, I, well, I have, I know this privacy stuff is important, but I have no clue what to do about it. It's like, I didn't even think for $100 a year, you guys would be able to do what I need you to do. But I paid the 100 bucks and I was actually really happy with it. So, yeah. so yeah, that, that's been really reaffirming to us uh, of what we're doing. But yeah, that's you cool. nailed it. Like, and, crazy. And, and I, even people like Tammy's customers, you know, like she's saying, like, I don't deal with the content. I'll, I'll put it up there. I'll publish the page for you. But, but, you know, somebody even asked in the group, I believe it was Nancy said, she's got a client that sells in the, in Europe. This is coming from the live chat uh, on YouTube. And she's informed them that they need to be GDR compliant and everything. And they don't want the privacy policy. Great. So, 
so her question is, what should she do to protect herself? What if our, if, if we're putting our credits in the foot or things like that, do we bear a legal responsibility as the designers of the site? Would you mind if I jumped in first and then you back me up? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you go first. Um, so <laughs> it really depends on your contract with your customer, right? So your contract should say that you know they're responsible for getting a privacy policy they're responsible for their website being compliant they're responsible for how they collect and what they do with this data um and i think at that point then you should be fine but i would definitely get it in writing that you have offered this to them you have told them that they need this and they decline um and just have them sign that or acknowledge it um because yeah in the end they could come back to you and say oh well she never told me or she said she was going to take care of this. Um, so you really should have a contract with your clients, making sure that they understand that this is their responsibility. All right. That's so, really good. I need to make myself a note of that because yeah. I do not have anything like that in my contracts. I and don't I, I'd either. Like to make a, a special call out to Ryan Kinney. Uh, she's very active in the WordPress community. Um, she is an attorney that would be more than happy to help. I mean, that's what she does. She helps web agencies all over uh, generate contracts to ensure that, um, they're entering into a mutual understanding agreement uh, with their clients. So Ryan Kinney is uh, Kinney that's firm. R-I-A-N, I'm guessing. R-I-A-N, yep. that's correct, yep. Yeah, Ryan Kinney. Kinney okay. is K-I-N-N-E-Y. Yep. So I would definitely give a call out to that. And, and the other thing I would note uh, with regard to this live chat, so, you know, I'm, I'm guessing this person doesn't have that type of thing in their contract currently. Um, right. my, my next mode of action would be to just simply have it documented in an email that they decline to have their privacy policy. And I think that's one very important thing to remember. You are building a website for your client. That does not mean you have portrayed yourself as a legal expert providing legal advice. Rather than trying to be scared about it, face it up front, be honest with the client. I'm not an attorney, but I do know this privacy stuff is important. Important enough for me to say, I'm helping you collect personal information and I think you should look into a solution. Um, be like, you know, you can go with a privacy policy or a generator, or you can choose not to have one, uh, but reply to me. So you have a document in an email. <laughs> so you have That's good that. advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. And yeah. I have a question kind of going back to what we're talking about with jurisdiction and, uh, you know, different areas, different States having different laws, different countries. Do you think that this is going to kind of become a global thing where there's going to be some sort of like global treaty like privacy union type of thing like the un of internet laws so that like for example with with divi life I, I just pulled up on analytics like i have people from 128 different countries that have purchased my divi products countries i've never even heard of so look it's like, at you yeah hey -o. <laughs> I say that to like to brag by any means i'm just saying it's your like, whole family it's your whole nerd families and vpns and stuff like VPNs. <laughs> <laughs> um but like yeah it's like how do you you know become compliant and, and all of that stuff to making sure that like because like you said it's not about where my business is located it's about where the citizens that are purchasing are, are located and you know that's 128 different countries so it's like do you think that's the direction things are going where it's like okay like not every state can have their own laws like it needs to be like centralized and like i don't know what is there any talk about that or <laughs> so in a way they did that in the european union right like with yeah, GDPR, that's gdpr have, okay every single country has very similar rules if not the same rules for what they're doing with private information unfortunately in the us things just don't work that way um we've had six federal privacy bills being proposed 
Um, from what everyone in the industry says, the likelihood of getting a federal privacy bill in the US, at least this year, is pretty much zero, um, just because nobody in Washington can agree on anything. Um, so it looks like the direction that we're trending in in the US is getting each state has its own privacy laws, um, which is going to make things extremely difficult. Do I think that there's ever going to be a worldwide privacy law? Um, I don't want to say never, but <laughs> um, I would say that's really, really unlikely just because Let's call the UN. Let's see what we can do. We can't even like agree on nuclear weapons, which in my opinion is kind of more important. <laughs> so getting getting like the entire world to agree on one set of privacy rules, I would say is pretty close to impossible. Um, but I don't know, maybe someday, but it looks like in the US, it's going to be each individual state is going to have its own laws. And then the industry is going to get sick of it. And then they're going to lobby for a federal privacy law, which is going to be a tough sell. And then and Tim, I'll, I'll throw my I'm a little bit more of an optimist. I think we'll, we'll figure it out. And we will have one set of laws because honestly, it's insane right now. And uh, world peace. Maybe world peace too. I, I, I'm a pro world. Like I feel like we'll figure it out as human beings. Like I, I am kind of I run under that that umbrella or whatever. Um, but what, what I will say is like, I mean, me even saying that we'll be straight out of business. I mean, our, our model is the auto update feature. Um, and I'm sure we'll figure out other things or whatever to do, but, but I'm very, I'm very pro that. I mean, I see Donata like in her, like, we call it like the serial killer room where she has like all of her, like, if this, then that rules, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. And, and you know, we used to develop software applications for a living. So like, it yeah. was crazy seeing this and, and to think that companies need to do this is like beyond me. It is so beyond me that, that this is being requested that something has to get figured out. But I agree with Donata in the sense that I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Well, even if you do have one set of rules, each court can interpret it differently. Yeah. So like the courts <laughs> in the United States can interpret that same law completely differently than the courts in the European Union. Yeah. And then you also have regulations that come out. And some of these regulations are reviewed and changed like every set number of years. That's true. So... Yeah. So now we've got like all these laws in different states. So does our, do our policies, like Tim's saying, okay, so he's got 128 countries. So do we need sections in these policies for people in different places or how, like, how does that, how does one policy like, okay, so Tim signs up for Termageddon, he gets a policy. Is he straight? Like, is he good for 128 countries represented? I mean, I don't mean that as like a, I'm putting the pressure on you, but you know what I mean? Like, in theory, like, can any one policy cover anybody fully right now? This just got to be really, really long. I would say yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really long and yeah. complicated. Yeah. Um, so right now we only support um, US and GDPR. Um, we're currently working on um, including Canada, UK and Australia. Um, no, I hear, I see those people like begging you in the comments all over yeah, Facebook and stuff. They're like, how about now? How about now? Can we, is it Canada ready now? How about now? Are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta like sleep sometimes. Come on. Um, it's really hard because like I'm a U.S. attorney. So I have to figure out like what the procedure is in Canada. And then like one of the things in Canada law is like you have the right to complain to supervisory authority or like regulatory bodies. So I have to figure out who those are and how to like complain yeah. to them and all of that. So it's not just like 
I add three questions and all of a sudden you're fine. It's like I have to right. redo the entire thing essentially. Yeah. Um, you need a you need a partner up there. They could be um, Termageddon A. <laughs> we're actually uh, we're we're having several conversations with attorneys outside the U.S. Uh, working on solutions to you know, yeah, but it's um, it's not easy for it's sure. Not easy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's very challenging. But, um, but I, yeah. I wonder. Oh, I wonder how the the new privacy policy laws are going to really affect uh, all the uh, new freelancers. I feel like the entry to this field is definitely changing, and um, it's much more complicated. Any thoughts on that? What about brand new freelancers? I guess they should be just as concerned as an agency. So uh, my personal thought is that when private right of action can be enforced by, or it can be pursued by citizens of certain states, pursuing any business size, I would say it's something to keep an eye out for. That's when I think things are gonna get real bad. Um, right now, I would say the risk is low, but this again, is not legal advice. Like this is just mm -hmm. me like interpreting what's happening. And in my own mind, I'm not even an attorney. It doesn't seem like a freelancer. But you play one on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I completely disagree with that yeah. sentiment. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm by gonna, now, I'm it would have like into his mind by like at least osmosis, but I guess not. Um, the issue with a lot of these privacy laws is that they don't distinguish the size of the business. So the, the CCPA does talk about the size of the business. The other ones don't. Um, so they don't care whether you make, you know, $10 a year or you make $10 million a year. Um, so really it has, it applies to freelancers as well. And what we've seen with GDPR enforcement, which is a lot of GDPR enforcement, I mean, there have been dozens and dozens and dozens of cases of people getting fined for abusing the privacy rights of one person. Um, so it's not like you have to have millions of customers, you don't have to be Facebook, you don't have to be Google to be fined under GDPR. And I think we're going to see that with the enforcement of US laws as well as they start coming out. And it's not just about like, oh, I'm a freelancer, nobody's going to find me because that's not true as we've already seen. But the case is also that, you know, customers care about this stuff. Um, I mean, there's been a study done that roughly 30% of US consumers will not use a service if they feel like, if they feel nervous about their privacy on that service. Um, so even if you are a freelancer, not having a privacy policy can lead to loss of customers, not just the idea of getting fined. And I think that's something that's very important to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Unless, the, unless those companies and services is Facebook, Amazon, <laughs> Google, people are like, oh my gosh, I hate how they always share all this stuff. And like, I have no privacy, but yet they still continue to like use yeah. the services. So they're like, whatever. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I was going to mention two things. One, yes, I stand corrected. Donata's correct in the, with the GDPR, the fact that <laughs> a one-person marketing shop got in trouble. So I don't know why I speak first. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then two, I'm probably just going to butcher it further to speak um, to Tim's statement. I have a conspiracy theory that I'm willing to disclose oh, on it. today's podcast. Hit the buttons oh, and turn oh, the knobs on the spaceship. Gotta yeah. keep it interesting. Gotta keep oh, it interesting. Man. My conspiracy theory is that these privacy laws are actually benefiting big data companies because it makes the barrier to entry into having a competing product more difficult. So oh boom. my God, no. Conspiracy because theory. Each of these laws includes the right to data portability, which means that you could take 
all of your data and bring it straight to competing service. That's I why I love her. You, this, like, grounded. you guys are like the real life rock'em sock'em robots. I don't know why that came up. Like that's such an old reference, but like, do you remember those little ones that were oh, like, yeah. didn't really oh, hurt, yeah. but they would just like punch each other back and forth? Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> that's you guys. You should get one of that's those. That's for sure. A true yin yang over here. <laughs> okay. So here's a question from our buddy Miro, who is in Ireland. So he's saying, what about somebody in the EU who has clients here, he's flipping it on us. So what should he do? Then does he need the opposite? Does he need a US privacy policy to handle his clients here? So he would need a GDPR compliant privacy policy. For sure. And that same privacy policy could include compliance with American laws. So you could put it all into one if he would want to. Okay. Um, and then I did want to jump back to like Facebook and things being mentioned, not referring to their privacy so much, but um, like what Tammy was saying uh, about freelancers or people like that. If you think that you don't need a privacy policy because you're not legally via, like no one's going to sue you. Okay. But you cannot run a Facebook ad or a Google ad if you don't have a privacy policy and a terms of service on your website. And I know this because I had a, there was a brewery that I was helping out with something like really quickly, her and I were working on something together and she wanted to do something on Facebook. I said, well, you need a, uh, Oh, she wanted to put her events on her website. I said, fine, we'll just, you know, throw together a thing. No privacy policy on the website. Can't do it. Can't set up the Facebook app. She got it. it and I'm like, okay, so you just need to go get a, a privacy policy and guess, guess what's happened since then. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so I need to reach yeah, back I out. Think I think PayPal and Stripe also require a privacy policy. And on your website? Uh, wow. Yeah. Google Analytics in their terms of service says that you need to have a privacy policy to use Google Analytics too. So what's uh what's a what's terms of service then for those that don't know? Who wants to yeah. tackle that uh, one? Are you, sorry, our dog is barking. Um <laughs> yeah, it must be the mailman. Um so terms of service is kind of like the rules of using your website, right? Um, so, and it also um, answers commonly asked customer questions and can limit your liability. Gotcha. Uh, so what do you have in yours, Tim? Um, <clears throat> I have uh, quite a bit, which I, what I did, I didn't use a generator. I basically went out and found a company much bigger than me that was selling similar types of products and basically uh -huh use theirs as a template with their permission. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it has everything from, uh, you know, subscriptions, automatic renewal, uh, license usage, automatic updates, um, refund policy, email, uh, and a lot of stuff I honestly don't really understand, but it's there. So, yeah. Here's a question. Yeah, I, Does Termageddon is for both privacy policy and terms and conditions? Yep, and we also do disclaimers and end user license agreements. The EULA. Yeah. And I don't really know what those things are either. <laughs> well, we can jump into that, but I do want to mention for the freelancers who might be sitting there being like, well, what the heck am I going to do now? Um, we do give uh, web agencies and freelancers a free set of our policies in the hopes that they like our product enough to want to resell us or refer us to their clients. Um, so it's free forever. You never put in your credit card information. Um, it is genuinely free for these guys do have a rad setup, you guys, for everybody Thank listening you. and in the group. And I'm sorry that you get a privacy policy and you get a privacy policy. 
Look I'm sorry. That's under so, your that's chair so right now. Look under your chair. It's your free card. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry that's salesy, but like, you know. No, no, that is not actually like, selling. That's giving. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm not selling. Get your free policy. Yeah. 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 So speaking of, speaking of giving the things that you guys give, um, so the idea that, I mean, they give this away to agencies with the idea that like, then you can use it and see it and then you sell it to your exactly. customers, but they also do their pricing. I know I don't, I'm, I'll be salesy for you. Cause I think you guys are awesome, but then you can like, um, they'll give you wholesale pricing so you can mark it up and sell it to your clients. And, awesome. um, somebody else said in the group, what about, um, was it Carlos? Uh, shoot, I'm sorry. Someone said, do they have, oh, Eric said, do you guys have any resources we could use to send our clients to educate them about this that might lead the client back to upgrade their monthly hosting package? So, and they do actually, um, I have a email chain, like a sequence. Sequence, that's the word. It's a chain letter that you a send out. No. <laughs> right to your pen pals. To your pen pals, yeah. No, it's an email sequence that basically does what you're asking for, Eric. Like, it's yeah. it's really great, yeah. I need to, that's like on my Q1 list of things to do is to get that up and yeah, rolling. We have a lot of agencies sending it right now. Um, and we update the pre-written email sequence just based on what's happening. So like right now, it starts off with, I'm guessing you're probably seeing a lot of email notifications that other companies are updating their privacy policies. This is not a coincidence. Like this yeah. is what's happening. And we go into okay. education and we talk about in that pre-written email sequence, like how you can go use a privacy attorney. So it really is meant to serve as educational. Of course we do mention Termageddon at the bottom, yeah. but um, we say that, that that's an option too. So yeah. And we also have like compliance guides whenever new laws come out, um, just like good information for people to use. Um, and they're actually used by a lot of uh, lawyers too. So. And uh, for those in the chat that are with us live today, let's see a show of hands. Um, Eric has this too. How many people have already opened up their own website to look and see what they have for privacy <laughs> policy in terms of conditions? Raise your hand in the chat if you're uh, if you're checking. If you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, <laughs> which is their motto, which is yeah. the best. Protect yourself uh -huh. before you wreck yeah. yourself. Oh, protect yourself. Sorry, yeah. I screwed it up. We have stickers too that say that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, and P.S. I got yelled at by Tom for making the Canada joke because he said they don't say a. <laughs> That's my business partner. We always. He's Canadian. We battle across the border. Yeah. Battle across the border. It gets um, wild. Yeah, for those listening to, uh, we have plans to be launching uh, you uh, Canada and in UK clients. Uh, so. If yeah. you are sitting there, I know there's someone in Ireland, you can pre-register and reserve a free set of policies. Uh, within the coming months, we'll be deploying those markets as well. Yep, I'm working on it right now. <laughs> I have a question for you. Should anything change in your privacy policy if you're also collecting names for your newsletter uh, list building? That's a good yeah. one. So usually the, so it kind of depends on what laws apply to you. Um, but usually what the privacy policy will say is that like information that you collect, email, purpose of collecting that information, um, newsletter marketing, and then who do you share that data with, um, let's say newsletter marketing vendors. So for example, like MailChimp or uh, Constant Contact or something like that. So you do need to disclose those three things. 
times for sure. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people say, oh, I don't share my information. And then I'm like, well, I see a newsletter form, a newsletter sign up on your page. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you use MailChimp or Active, Active Campaign or something? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do share my information. Yeah, they almost so get it's like such a great example. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, but it's it's such a great example of helping people understand, like, data moves very quickly and yeah, like true. you know it's it's important for us to step back and be conscious of it a little bit um and that's that's what privacy laws are going to teach us like human beings have a right to their data that's something cool to fight for um and you know and we're going to figure it out i think about it a lot like the ssl certificate era where like five years ago we looked at an ssl as like all right you need a free commerce and if you have it on a regular website like that's kind of cool but like not like like the coolest thing but nowadays we look at websites that aren't secured and we're like, what is wrong with these Heck people? No. Like, am I safe right now? Like, I feel like I'm already being hacked, you know? Yeah. Also I, the I, browser just straight up blocks it. And yeah. So you yeah. say like, yeah. proceed on to this unsafe yeah, are you site. Sure you want to go visit this unsafe land? Like, <laughs> like my browser doesn't even let me say that I'm sure and I can proceed. It just says back I, to safety. Back and to safety. Back to safety. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you have to click advanced. And yeah. then it opens oh, up a thing where yep. you're like, oh, yep. that's how you do it. Because yeah, I was just like, I can't access this website, I guess. <laughs> right? But you're probably web. right, though, Hans. I wonder if that will come come to be where it's I, like. This website doesn't have a privacy policy. Yeah, like when you safety. go to fill in a form, <laughs> if you go to fill in a form and it could have they, an automatic, you know. Exactly. If they don't have a privacy policy on the form, I think five years from now, we're going to see, we're going to look back at these days and be like, Remember when we all sat there being like, what the heck are we going to do to be compliant with these privacy laws? Yeah. We're going to look back at now and be like, remember when companies used to be able to just take your data and do whatever they wanted with it? Like, yeah. that will become a laughing matter. Mark my words. Five years from now, yeah. that will become a laughing matter. All right, I'll mark it. <laughs> mark it. Mark it. Set a reminder. Give me six. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I have a couple questions about Termageddon. I know we've been talking a lot about agencies and freelancers. So this question is a little bit um, selfish, but Tammy also sells products. Um, so is Termageddon, is it for people like us that, that have product companies that sell products or like, would it still apply basically where, you know, it's a little bit different than, you know, a freelancer agency type of business? Yeah. So our questionnaires will ask you like, what are your refund policies? What's your cancellation policy? Do you offer warranties on your products? Um, stuff like that. So we do e-commerce as well. Yeah. Okay. Good concerts. to know. Um, now that being said, you know, we mentioned earlier the, the laws that we're tracking and stuff. If you, it sounds like you have a digital products that are going across and into multiple states. We obviously have our plans at the company to continue to be, uh, add more compliance. And we certainly have some interesting plans this year, but uh, but e-commerce stuff is something we handle all the time. Um, so yeah. Cool. Good to know. And actually when filling out the form, if you answer it a certain way, sometimes it'll spit out that we aren't the right solution for you. So um, like collecting information from kids under the age of 13. If yeah. you do that, sorry, we can't help you. Yeah. Um, so we do know our limitations yeah. um, and there's the right place and time for getting an attorney and there's the right place and time for people to use a generator. We totally yeah. understand that. Gotcha. Do you all plan to, uh, I guess, like, add ADA compliance to your services or is that something completely out of your league? I'm hoping that I can start working on that after I'm done with Canada, Australia, and the UK. So um, that's just taking you so long. It sounds so Sorry easy. guys. <laughs> what is ADA compliance? I don't doing even know. Nothing I'm all so... day. Um, so 
Americans with Disabilities Act oh, right, right, right. accessibility okay. statements. Um, that's something that we get requests for a lot. Um, but because it's like a completely new field, um, I thought that I would get the uh, Canada, Australia, and UK out of the way first, get those mm -hmm. people taken care of, and then move on to that. And, and our biggest limitation with accessibility statements is the fact that you we really want to make sure our messaging is very clear that you cannot just add an accessibility statement and think you have a, a pass to go do whatever you want. And that is very, very important with accessibility. Accessibility is a practice. It's, an, you know, it's something you don't just get accessible and then you move on in life. No, it's right. constant. Uh, it's a it's a shifting of the mindset of of constantly being aware of making sure your websites are accessible. Um, right, and there's a lot needs. less guidance on accessibility than there is on privacy, unfortunately. Um, so it's it's would be a lot more difficult to figure out. But we are looking into it. So okay, <laughs> it's like uh, our number. It's like one of our number one requests. We have like yeah. three number one requests, and that's one. Three, of them. three number <laughs> one requests. I kind of picked that out. I feel you like you guys I have a are lot of all people. my best friends, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it's that time. Our our good buddy Pablo, who is our moderator in the live chat, is saying hit that like button. And if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast app, please do the same. And we'd love it if you'd give us a, a little um, rating as well. Um, again, you go to, oh boy, I got to look up my URL to rate it. But um, give us a review and also hit us up in Facebook. Uh, on our Facebook page, on our website, drop a comment, you know, pop over the house, whatever, let us know what you want to hear as far as topics. Um, I know that privacy, this can be a tough topic sometimes, but it's important. I mean, like, obviously I think we've shown that this is an important thing. These guys have an awesome resource for, for solving the problem. But of course, you know, you, you've got options out there as well, but this is um, one that I can vouch for that is really super awesome. And it was super easy to set up too, by the way. I know I'm like brown nosing you guys, but it was, yeah, was it was like, it really took, that. yeah, it took me like literally uh, the first time I did it, I think it took me like less than 10 minutes. And that was like figuring out how to do it. And then I put it on another site and it was like, boom, two seconds. Yeah, That's nice. perfect. I'm so happy to hear that because I, I really hope that that's what we can give to web agencies is, well, it turns out everything in life is hard the first time around. You always have to figure it out and stuff. But that second time, I want it to be like, you can move now. And you know yeah. how- Yeah, no, it, and it wasn't even hard the first time. It was just like, oh, I just had to figure out where to click or whatever. So sure. um, Anyway, all right, um, we're, we're getting close to the top of the hour. Does anybody have, we wanna go around and do some final thoughts or do you have something else you wanna say, Tim? I just wanted to ask, so- Oh, yes, more questions, okay, Your sorry. website, I just kinda wanted to kinda hear what the process is with Termageddon and how it works. So you you fill out like the form and ask you questions, you put in some of your, your, your own policies and stuff. Um, and then what happens next? Does it spit out like, you know, some embed code or like how does the auto update? Portion yeah, there. so you, you nailed it. It spits out a JavaScript embed code, uh, which, which works on all website platforms. Um, and that's what allows us at Termageddon to push updates to it when the laws change. Um, and then maybe every now and then a, a new law requires an additional question to be asked. We send you an email where you can click the answer. Yeah, I've gotten those, yeah. Boom, it auto updates. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I actually kind of like getting those emails. I mean, I don't want to have a million of them, but like, it's kind of nice to, to know like hey this is 
this is working. Like it's still working. Things are still changing and being updated. You know, it's like, it's kind of good. Cool. Yeah, yeah it kind of validates the do another one soon for for canada so yeah and then washington will most oh, like canada that. yeah so. what what will be next after that um we'll probably well, well, we'll see if the washington's yeah. privacy law passes if that passes then that's next uh but then in between of those is uk and australia so the um the whole california thing like that's already done and covered Yep. Yeah, it took me like done. three months. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, the, so that was fun. And that's the crazy thing is like on December, and she doesn't share this with anyone, so I'm going to share it. On December 17th, 14 days to when the law goes into effect, California finally announced, okay, we're not making any more updates to the policy like or no to the law. changes to the law. Wow. <laughs> 14 days to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Said, okay, <laughs> now you can start preparing. And yeah. Yeah. California. That's December 17th. I mean, there's kind of like a holiday season that happens right. in America. It's a busy, like, it's a bit of a busy time of year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it was crazy. It's so we, we did get it out before uh, January 1st, which is crazy that Donato yeah. was able to accomplish that. High five, you guys. Yeah, High that's five. awesome. Congrats. By the way, I didn't even tell you guys this. This is awesome too. I actually, this like never happens. I met Hans and Donata IRL. I met them in real life before I met them online. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. How many people do you That's know awesome. like that anymore? <laughs> like long distance boyfriends, not included for me. <laughs> like for the most part, like, you know, I, I met them um, at the recurring revenue retreat, the R3. Oh, I've yeah, mentioned that on here a bunch yeah. of times. It was such a good And we sat next totally to each other for like yeah. hours. And then we started I talking. Know. And, I think and Hans kept you? inappropriately touching me oh, on yeah. accident. I kept inappropriately touching you. On accident, as he says. We were sitting close by and yeah. you were trying to I was totally rubbing shoulders. Yeah. He kept putting his, you kept like putting your arm around Donata, but it would like you'd like be grabbing my arm too. And stuff. It was really funny. But anyway, so we bonded very early on. And so and I believe I had just signed well, up for your service because you were like, sweet tea. You're sweet yes. tea. I remember you. Yeah. So yeah. it was a really cool, like. It was awesome getting to meet. And then we've just sort of stayed in the same circles yeah, online as well. So anyway, <laughs> it's a, it's an online love story uh, that started in real life. So are you guys, anybody want to have final thoughts? Tammy, what do you got? What do you got for me? Everyone should go and, and audit your uh, past customers and see who really needs to have updates and maybe perhaps use the email sequence that they're providing to kind of get everyone on board. And uh, obviously I think we should add these policies to our contracts and, and just move forward with those thoughts in mind. Yeah, yeah I, I wanna second that because as web designers, like our clients that are not savvy, like even though the responsibility should be on them ultimately with their own website, they're going to come back to us and blame us because we're the ones that built it if anything happens. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, be proactive. Um, for my final thought, I want to read this meme that I find hilarious. It's not directly related to like privacy policies, but it has to do with privacy and data. Um, and I just think it's really funny. And it's my wife asked me why I spoke so softly in the house. I said I was afraid Mark Zuckerberg was listening. She laughed, I laughed, Alexa laughed, Siri laughed. <laughs> oh, man. It's cheesy, but I mean, I like that's it. the world okay. we live in. Like the devices are it is. Always... It's bonkers. It's bonkers. My favorite on that is like the one that says, I can't believe we live in a time where I, for I get the names of my robot assistants mixed up. 
That's oh, there you go. So I am forever like, <laughs> Alexa, I mean, Siri, <laughs> Echo, whoever you are. <laughs> My hey Google. Favorite, uh, my favorite meme is uh, people in the 1970s, like the government might be listening. Yeah. <laughs> people in the 2010s, hey, wiretap, can cats eat pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this too. I love, I love that when they name the device wiretap. Yeah. Hey, wiretap. When was this? When did this happen? Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. I'm definitely going to update my contract. I really like that. And another thing I'm going to do, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but I'm starting up a, um, a multi-site, a turnkey web solution, and it's based on, it's uh, run on a multi-site. And um, so I was asking around, like, how do you guys, how do people handle privacy on those? And they basically said, like, you just make it required that the client has a privacy policy. Like if they're going to sign up for your service on, on your server, they have to have a privacy policy. If they don't want to do it, they just tick a box and you sign them up for Termageddon and it just goes right on there. So nice. I'm like, cool. boom, That's I'm super cool. excited to get that rocking and rolling That's as cool. well. Awesome. I guess so I you guys have any final thoughts? Any yeah. final memes? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my final thought is um, kind of two thoughts, right? Is, you know, if you have a contact form, if you're collecting name and email, or if your clients are collecting that information, you need to have a privacy policy. Um, and then also you don't need to be an expert on any of this. Um, or if you do have any questions, you can always email me. It's Donata at termageddon.com. Um, and I'm always happy to answer any questions that you might have. Nice. So any, any legal advice we need, just email you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, but if you have like general questions, um, I'm, I'm definitely open to helping people. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my final thoughts are, um, it's okay that you're not a privacy attorney. It's not okay to not have a discussion about privacy policies with your clients. And that like, by just being honest and saying, I'm not a privacy attorney, but the stuff is like becoming really important. Um, you're opening up the dialogue, you're having it documented that you discussed it. And you know, you can always uh, use sources, resources to help your clients get solutions. You just gotta realize this is happening whether you like it or not. So you might as well figure out some, some things that can help out companies. So. Yeah. And the, the beauty of it too is that it's revenue generating. I mean, our program happens to be recurring revenue generating. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the recurring revenue <laughs> conference. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it can be stressful and a little intimidating to us for our sites, but once you get the hang of it and then you offer it to your clients, then that's, I mean, how great is it to have these guys come and say like, listen, we got you. We'll just put it on your site and you don't have to worry about it. That's how your clients feel too, you guys. Like they yeah. want they want that same thing. Like let's just pass that joy along. Yeah. As a service provider, I love tools that make me look like the superhero. And that's yeah. what Termageddon does. So <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So um Okay, well, that's uh, we're we're just about an, on the hour right now, so we'll wrap up. And I found the link. It is ratethispodcast.com/slash/divichat. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. I'll get there. I'll get there. So, uh, thanks as always to everybody who showed up in the live chat. If you are a um, a listener only, you, you're listening on your phone or your computer uh we'd love to see you in the live chat sometime come and say hi it's a fun group in there 
And, but if not, we're glad you're listening as well. And again, don't forget to drop us a little review or something and um, give us some suggestions on things you want to learn in 2020. As you know, we're back to our weekly schedule. So we will see you all next week with another thrilling installment of Divi Chat. All awesome. right. Have a good one, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.